Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I are taking a look at this weekend's football action, both the beginning of bowl season and the full week of college football that we get, along with week 15 in the NFL and the four different days of professional football that we get. Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday, and Monday night. Ton of fun to record. Really excited to hear what you guys think. We go through every single storyline, both in the college ranks, the Heisman winner, the Army-Navy game, a few different bits of the coaching carousel, the NFL and the major storylines there, including how the Cleveland Browns can make the playoffs. Let us know what you think in the comments. But as always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Again, search the bullpen cart to find us. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, thunderblogsports.com. But once again, let us know what you think in the comments because it was a lot of fun to record. But here we go. And we are live! Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, is my man, fresh off of a sad, but I'm sure a lot of fun, trip to Dallas, Matty D! What's up, buddy? It was really fun, and, and it's a pretty cool house down there. I gotta it tell you, cool. I gotta tell you, but I don't. I mean, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to relive it anymore, if you will. I don't want to rub any salt in your wounds, but our uh, newest photographer, a uh, one Mr. Joe Solly, was a little upset that you uh, that you guys didn't hang out a little bit. He uh, you know, he he thought he was getting big timed a little bit by the boss man. Well, I wouldn't say I was the reason he was getting big timed, but uh, you know, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, he did have better seats than you, so he did. Maybe he was- well. I mean, we we can talk. I don't know if he did or not, to be honest with you. But we'll 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 review. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see players run onto the field by the glass. Did he? That's get, true. He basically, high five bearing scrolls. He was on the field like an hour and a half before the. That's game. true. That is true. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. I was I was noticing. I was noticing. Yeah, it's um, a good time though. It looked like a good time. 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 I'm bummed I missed it. Yes, well, I'd love to have you there. Maybe next. Oh time. yeah. Did you get to go to any other games? I know I had heard the possibility that Stars were home. And you no, might have no, that didn't. happened. No, they, I mean, yeah, they were there. Uh, you know, we actually saw, hey, saw James Harden in the lobby of our hotel. Oh. oh. Yeah. He walked by, saw the beard and everything. Swear to God, true story. Pretty yeah. amazing. Pretty amazing. But uh, no, you know, we didn't, we didn't go in. We, we had some you know, other activities we were going to partake in, if you will. Um, so well, I'll be up front, though. It was pretty exhausting anyway of a trip. So yeah. another game may not have been. Did you come right back Sunday night or did you spend oh, know, Sunday Monday. there? Um, flew back Monday. Monday. Monday yeah, May, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, but still, like I said, very, very fantastic time. And uh, the, the, it is an incredible house that Jerry built down there. I got to tell you. Um, I want to know what his Madden games look like on that screen. Oh God. I couldn't even imagine. And let me tell you, it's the screen is as good as, as good as advertised without a really? doubt. Really? Oh, it was Damn. amazing. Yep, absolutely incredible. How did that one punt that went off it look? 
that's the thing. So, it, by the way, it hit it kind of at the apex, yeah. if you will. It's a weird – by the way, every punt you just think is going to go right into it. Like it, it soars right up there, and you're like, ooh, is it going to get it? Um, so interesting there. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. But I was kind of hoping it would go in and come out without hitting anything, but it definitely – and they didn't even mention it, which was weird. Like I, like at the stadium, if it hit it or not? Because uh, Joe yeah. Buck and, and Troy Aikman were like, oh, that hit it. That definitely hit it. Troy Aikman's going all ape shit. Yeah, like no, it, 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 well, it was weird because we really could see that it hit it. Like, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it was really – it was definitely cool, though, in that regard, I got to tell you. Yeah, and sadly, it seems that the Eagle season's effectively over. Um, uh, with, and with the news about our quarterback, which we can get into, I would agree. It's uh, Yeah, we'll just jump into it now before we yeah. quickly do a bowl, the first week of bowl season preview. Uh, Carson Wentz, who was announced today, has a back injury, will not be playing Sunday against the Rams. Uh, so look, and it seems like he might be out for the rest of the season, but, you know, I guess the Eagles wanted to try to hold on as much as it could. Um I know you and I talked about this a little bit offline, but it kind of – it's at least no good to know that there was something going on because there was something off the last couple of weeks with Carson. So at least we have an idea that you know maybe that's that was a part of it because a lot of the throws in, in the Dallas game, even against the Redskins the week before, were not that great. Yeah, I would also tell you this. It'll be interesting to see how the NHL – I mean the NFL handles this because there was no indication of this injury – on the injury reports. It's very Bill Belichick thing. Yeah. If you will. Is that a, is that, do you get fined if you don't report somebody as questionable I, or probable I, or yeah, any of that sort of I, stuff? Fine, fine and possibly even more. So really? yeah, really? I mean, well, because if they, they really, they have to do something. Well, if they don't, you know, they don't figure it out. It could be a big problem if people are just hiding injuries, um, you know, and so it'll be interesting to see if the NFL can figure that out. Yeah, but it it would explain the the problem there. It with especially with the high throws, I think as well, or or not wanting to take hits, or maybe not running as much if it was hurting. Yeah, let's get him Tiger's doctor. Get him a nice fusion surgery. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, hey, look. Here's the thing. Um, he's not. Uh, if he's really injured and he needs some time, then then he should take some time. Get him as much time as he needs. Yeah. Uh, no time to. To, no, no reason to drive to, to dive back in, if you will. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I hope he'll take a little bit of time in that regard. Yeah, because so we'll even if that. say Nick Foles pulls the Nick Foles again, and Carson's ready by the playoffs, like there's depend. They're not going to play the Saints in the first round, but you eventually have to play either the Saints or the Rams. And you already saw how it went in New Orleans. And I mean, he might have been hurt then. We don't know, but. You know, those both of those teams are just wagons. There's so many other injuries that you might as well drop back and punt the season. Right, right, I, right. You know, I mean, it's, it's sad to say, and you want to you want to be competitive and everything, but at the same time, like, is it the worst thing in the world? Not, not really. Just regroup and be fully healthy next year. Because, I mean, it was it was blatantly the Cowboys took advantage of the the secondary just being completely banged up with Amari Cooper. Even with Cole, I don't know if Cole Beasley got too much action, but. You know, you could just tell that they were moving around a ton, and it was, aside from really the one pick in the end zone by Rasul Douglas, where Dak Prescott, I don't know if you guys could see it on the field, he was staring right at Amari Cooper the entire time that as soon as Rasul Douglas took a turn back, he just completely cut 
Like it was almost bang bang when they showed the replay. He looked and then took off. Yeah, and honestly, he made a great play on the last one as yeah. well. Oh yeah, uh, but aside from that, I mean, they were just picking apart every well, little bit of it. It's definitely that dink and dime action, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's really what you can get us with. It doesn't allow a pass rush to engage, and you can beat up on under, uh, you know, under under talented court oh, not, i guess that's not the right word but but lesser talented corners uh that's sure. basically what they did all game and it was a great game plan but then again we were still in position to win i don't want to get started on the referee yeah oh yeah we don't need to i mean it's been said a million times um in the last three days we're recording this wednesday night if you couldn't tell if you're not listening to it on thursday um but let's i mean eagle you know we can talk about the eagles another time let's get right into the college section of this week's pod not a ton because all we really have had in the last week, Army beat Navy. Kyler Murray won the Heisman, which you and I both were in agreement for before that happened. So good for Kyler. And we have the start of bowl season. Not the most glamorous bowls this week. I'm going to write a full preview and picks and all that. Uh, so look out for that on Friday. But we still got some good ones in there, Matt. What uh, what are your thoughts on the slate for the you know the first week of bowls? Yeah, I mean, well, a couple things, finally. Um, it's a weird little lull. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we had the awards, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, but the first one coming at us hot and heavy on Saturday, I think the first one, well, I mean, I'm actually going to tell you uh, that Utah state North Texas game in the new Mexico bowl. Mm-hmm. Those are two better teams than you realize playing. In oh, that yeah. bowl. Utah state was ranked for a while. Um, North Texas actually was the team that did the, uh, the guy caught the fake, uh, he didn't. He didn't fair catch and almost and ran it back for a touchdown, which was a wild game and a, and a huge win over. I know they're a down. They're very down right now, but Arkansas. They they smoked Arkansas. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and by the way, their coach uh, Seth Luttrell was offered at Kansas State, um, but he said no. He's not. He's not he's leaving. Staying with the Mean Green. Yeah, he's very up and coming, if you will, for that Good for him for that team. So quite a program he's built in North Texas. Uh, going up against like we just talked, like I mentioned, a fantastic Utah State team. Yeah. Um, so Mason we'll Fine, North Texas quarterback, almost four thousand yards in the year. Yeah. Over under set at 60, 68 and a half. I yeah. mean, that's begging you to just take it. Right now, by the way, Utah State lost Week One to uh, Michigan State by a touchdown. Yes. And then lost last game of the year to Boise State, which always mm-hmm. hurts. Um, also, their co- coach is Gary Anderson who left for Wisconsin, then spent some time with Oregon State. That's a big-name coach in the coaching ranks as well. So a lot more star power in that opening bowl than, than maybe you realize there. Okay. All right. It's good to know. Definitely definitely something if you can catch to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. The one that's going to be probably flip over to see the start at halftime of the New Mexico Bowl and then flip over to see the very end when the New Mexico Bowl ends is the Las Vegas Bowl between Arizona State and Fresno State. Fresno State has had a pretty solid year. Uh, We've talked about them a little bit. They are ranked currently. It's the only ranked team on the first week slate. But they're going up against Arizona State, the team with Herm Edwards, head coach. And, you know, this could be an exciting game. This is actually the second highest, or the third highest, excuse me, over-under of the week at 54 points, tied with San Diego State, Ohio. Um I know Fresno State can pour, can pour the points on, but Arizona State likes to trap their opponents. So this is actually a really intriguing matchup, I think, Matt. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, the only negative is that uh, Nikhil Harry, their Arizona State's uh, excellent, probably first round, maybe first round wide receiver, has decided to skip the bowl game and into the draft, which mm -hmm. is a shame. He is as explosive as it got in college football. Um, and so that is is certainly, to me at least, somewhat of a bummer that we will not get to see him. Yeah. Uh, but I would agree. I think this is a very interesting game as well. Um, I think for Herm Edwards, this is, a, this is a huge game for Herm Edwards' squad as they want to make a name for themselves as, as he kind of establishes in year one. So a win here would definitely put them, to me, uh, on the right track. Good so, for them. Yeah, I mean, it would be really good for them. Yeah. Come in at a time where, like, we talked a little bit about USC last week with bringing on Cliff Kingsbury, but, you know, a time where they could really strike while Cliff Kingsbury and the U and USC kind of are in a transition period as well. If you can kind of beat them to the punch, you might have a year or two of establishing dominance before USC and the boatloads of money that they have in terms of alumni and boosters uh, start getting their hands on uh, on this on the program there. So you're absolutely right. An opportunity to make, make a name for themselves and really get after it. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and, and it's kind of a bummer for, well, we, we had talked a little bit about how we thought Fresno state actually had a chance to make it to a new year's six bowl. If UCF, we thought they were going to lose to Memphis, which they ended up not doing. Um, you know, they're, they're an up and definitely, and they're certainly to me, at least um, an up and coming, uh, upcoming program, Jeff Tedford, the old Cal coach there in his second year doing some big things. So it's also his alma mater, by the way, uh, Tedford okay. went to Fresno state. So, they're relevant as a potential and future power, if you will, um, kind of moving forward with the Boise States and the UCFs in that mid-major realm. And I know we're going to bring it up. If they add, add additional teams to the college football playoff, they're the kind of team that you wouldn't want to face if you're, a, if you're a major conference player. Yeah, that's a really good point. And speaking of expansion, did you see, by the way, that an anonymous tipster had said, don't be surprised if you start hearing talks of expanding to eight? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard it. You know, we talked about it a lot. Um, and, you know, my feelings are better better off at six. But, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. It would certainly rev bowl season up more. And I think, by the way, it would fight against the, the, the superstar college players to some extent. It's not widespread, but, they're, you know, you're seeing more and more college players opt out of bowl games. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on that? Because we heard Will Greer most notably yeah. say he's going to skip the bowl game. The, Will Greer's definitely surprised me more out of a lot, uh, more than a lot, because he's not a consensus. He's not the top quarterback, and yeah. a really good showcase would help his cause. Mm -hmm. um, he's a senior, you know. He's been around. He, he he seems to have a lot of love. I know he was a transfer from Florida, but a lot of love for 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 West Virginia. Um, yeah. As a fan, I hate it, but as a as a realist, I completely understand why, in particular, a running back like a Christian McCaffrey who did it or Leonard Fournette would decide to skip simply because their bodies are already so beat up as it is. You know, adding an additional game of tread when instead you could be healing up from nicks and, and, and bruises and getting better for the combine and all that offseason. I understand it as a realist, and i got to be honest, I'd probably tell my kid to skip a bowl game if he thought it was in his best interest. Obviously, I wouldn't force anybody to do it. But I, that also being said, I also got to be concerned. Are there, are there forces in their ears that just want a payday? And that's what you never yeah. Um But once again, nobody playing in the championship game is skipping, right? No. Like, 
like it's only the players who can't, you know, who can't, who aren't playing in a big time game who, who are backing out. Anybody playing in a New Year's Six um, who's not already dinged up. The other thing I would tell you is this if you're like a Rashawn Gary, Michigan lineman, who's going to be a top 10 pick, they think, he's been dinged up with a shoulder injury all season. I get that a lot more than I do a guy skipping who doesn't have an injury. But once again, you got to do what's no. best for oh, you totally. in the future. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, and, you know, it's a really good point. Yeah, and you, you got to think, you know, they're going to get paid, especially if you're in a, I would say like a top three round and you know you're going to get that kind of money. You don't want to, you don't want to mess up that kind of chance because, you know, that's a lot of money you're going to miss out for an exhibition game. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely agree. And that might, like I said, that might be a trigger here a little bit, you know, as we kind of go down that route. Uh, because why tune into some of these bowl games? What's really the positive? Well, you know, if you add eight, you know, it's just like you tune into every March Madness game. One plays 16, you're tuning in, and, I, and all the way through. In fact, I don't even know the ratings, but I would argue that the first weekend might be the highest rated weekend in, in March Madness. And, and it doesn't matter, you're watching all these random teams. You know, oh, play. yeah. I think the NCAA football side of it sees that and is like, well, maybe we can do it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the probably the, the purest – is thinking like, oh, well, what, when would you play the games? Are you still going to do the semis around New Year's? And would you have the, the quarterfinals between Christmas? You, know, you couldn't have it between Christmas and New Year's. had to be before Christmas. Like, fine by me. I'm still going to tune in to some random fucking one versus eight game on December 23rd, uh, you know, assuming it's not going up against the NFL, which college football already does do that anyway. You know, notice – there's nothing on Thursday night that, or next week. Or no, there is. Are they done with Thursday night football? But there's nothing. Or there's the last bowl game. There's no bowl game, I should say, that goes that starts at seven seven p.m. And the bowl game going up against the Browns Broncos game is Middle Tennessee versus Appalachian State in New Orleans. And unless you're you went to one of those schools, you're probably watching the NFL there. But nothing on Monday. There's Monday night football. Nothing on Sunday, obviously. You know, I think, I think college football has something on their hands that they could potentially get rid of this whole. You have a month off in between games, um, and yeah, and who knows? I mean, the the eight nine discussion becomes the new five four five, or if it goes yeah. to six, the six seven, and you're always going to have that. You have that with college basketball anyway, and I, I know we've made these points a billion times, but it's just right. worth noting. No, I definitely agree. What I would, I mean, what I would tell you as well. I mean, I, and this year's, I thought this year was a great example. I really thought six teams deserved the opportunity. I didn't think seven and eight Michigan and UCF truly deserved an opportunity. I guess yeah. you make a little bit of an argument for UCF, but uh, as a huge Michigan fan, I thought they meant they were they for no reason should have been involved in that. So oh, for certain. And once again, you don't I think the ra the rankings would have been different if it right. was if it was eight teams. Yeah, and by the way, that's kind of a shame. And at some point, they'll probably start putting, you know, hey, the Pac-12 champion gets in. The Big 12, you know, they'll give the champion, every champion will get in. And then they'll do a couple wild cards, and then they'll do a mid-major to satisfy that. I just yeah, I don't think they do AQs just because of the fact that you might run into a situation like if Northwestern had beaten Ohio State, like they weren't going to put Northwestern in. And no, of course Granted, not. it'd be really funny to see that, have Northwestern in or have fucking Pitt in. Yeah. But it it just it would be a bad product, and then it really dampens out this point of having a random Thursday night before Christmas or whatever it ends up being quarterfinal game 
and you're thinking like, ah, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, we're like Lehigh is a great example. They were they were five and six last year and they got into the FCS tournament and they got the doors blown off of them by whoever was the highest team that didn't get a buy the nine seed of the FCS tournament. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I would tell you, too, is we just talked about how it might mitigate against players leaving. But if all of a sudden you're going to tell a, a Rashawn Gary, hey, yeah, we're going to play in a playoff game with the eighth seed, seventh seed. So we're going to play in one, two, three, four, three to four playoff games. Well, all of a sudden, now you're putting more wear and tear on the college athlete who's trying to go pro. Yeah. So my other concern. I read on a couple. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I read on a couple that if they were to expand, definitely if they were to expand to 16, but even if they expand to eight, they might just get rid of conference championship games altogether. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So that to reduce problem- a game. Well, that might my, be the, the compromise. Okay. My only problem with that is, it, it, so say you're Georgia. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to play Alabama in the regular season this year. Now, I know they came in as a one-loss team, but theoretically, they if they had gone undefeated, they would never play Alabama. They True. would never have. Now, they would be in uh, all, probably anyway, but they may not get the one seed. And, and if they decide to buy it or do some home game situation, like – to me, that's my only concern with them getting rid of the conference championship games is that you wouldn't nec- you don't necessarily, because of the way the conference is set up, you don't play everyone every year. Yeah, it would be a really interesting thought on where, like five years ago when we were graduating from college is the year the Big East fell apart, mainly because of football. And you thought, are we going to get four mega conferences where each division's basically its own conference and you play everybody? And now with all these different thoughts, because the Big Ten's talking about getting rid of the Conference championship game being the we're getting rid of divisions. So the conference championship game this year would have been a rematch of Michigan, Ohio State, for instance. Right. Um, and it would be really interesting if something like that were to happen and see how conferences went. Because it wouldn't surprise me to see some of like some teams either like in the American and the ACC break off and form their own conference so that they can do something like what the Big 12 does, where it's 10 teams, you play a nine game conference schedule and do something like that and try to make a name for yourself that way because it would be it'd be really intriguing to see how this actually affects the landscape of college football and i think that's something that maybe it builds towards maybe not maybe that's too extreme but who knows in that case yeah no I, yeah I, I, and that, like I said, that yeah, that's definitely one of my one of my concerns if you will yeah. um and so yeah i mean figuring it out you know um but yeah, I, I do think that's tough. To, yeah, yeah. We can uh, talk about it all on a different podcast. I just saw this pop up yeah. today, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, but I thought it was thought it was worth bringing up because it popped up today. Mm-hmm. But anything else on college before we jump over to the NFL? Because I know we got a bunch we want to talk about, and not a ton of time to yeah. go over it. You know, I mean, you know, there's some other bowls. We'll catch some of them on our pod next week. Uh, yeah, but really, to me, those are the big ones. Every you know, all, all the bowls you're seeing here. I want. I do want to give a shout out UAB. Yes. Playing in the How about them? Second year back with football? Yeah, second year back, 10 and 3. I believe they were even ranked at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great season for them. You know, they they unfortunately lose late, but um, they went ahead and they won they they lost to Middle Tennessee State in the the last game of the season and then they beat Middle Tennessee State in the last game of the year partially because with a minute and a minute and twelve left in the game, they were punting. UAB was punting, and Middle Tennessee State 
had 12 men on the field in their punt formation. Oh, wow. And they got an automatic first down, and the game was over. But still amazing season for UAB. How awesome it is that they're back. You love to see it. Um, and I hope they can continue the success after losing the program for a few years there. Um, yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a really good point. And for those that aren't that don't know what Matt was alluding to by losing the program, it was a lack of state funding that the University of Alabama at Birmingham had and had to cancel program. It had to cancel yeah. the program for two years. It was really it was controversial. It was really emotional. If you remember that from 2015, I do a lot. So of they anger. had a lot of anger. Or 2000, yeah, anger. yeah, 2015 season, and they missed. I think just one season. They missed only 16. Yeah. And they brought the the team back. There were some people who didn't even transfer. Uh-huh. They just stayed at UAB because they're right. from the state of Alabama and they they wanted to play there. Uh, so they said some of those guys back, but it was a very you know good for them and bringing bringing everything back to where they were because they were they were a program with with some prominence when they went out when they went out of business. Uh, you know, quite literally, they had lack of funding, but you know, really great for them. You hear that every once in a while. Like remember LSU was one that, that was rumored that this might affect them because Kansas are not Kansas. Um, I have the Thursday night football matchup in front of me. So it's fucking up my state names. Louisiana was talking about potentially having some sort of budget crisis and football might get cut from Louisiana state university, but you know, good for them. Yeah. Let's jump. I also want to note a hometown team. That's literally just becoming a power five coaching, um, Pipeline is Temple. Yes. So Jeff Collins leaves for Georgia Tech. Obviously, mm-hmm. Matt Rule, we saw go to Baylor and have some success, even with the sanctions down there. Steve, Steve Dazio. Dazio up the edge, signed the extension through 2022 at Boston College. And Al Golden mm-hmm. before him, um, who's had maybe not as much success. But but regardless, last four coaches all moving on. So yeah. good for Temple. It's, it's hard for Temple. Um, and they, by the way, they they are basically closing in on naming the Miami Hurricanes defensive coordinator Manny Diaz as a new head coach. But good for Temple in the regard that they're they're bringing in a lot of a lot of these coaches. I just hope they can continue to build off that success um, and don't fall down fall off the wagon, if you will, as they continue to go through a coaching carousel, which almost seems on a daily basis, um, mm-hmm. yearly basis, I guess I'll say. Um, I I also go ahead and I cut you off there. What happened? No, no, no. I, I didn't. I thought I cut you off. Anyway, I also oh, no, you're good. I also wanted to mention that uh, in a, I guess maybe a slight upset that Kyler Murray won the Heisman over Tua. Maybe I don't think so. Okay. I'd read I'd read all the like the stat comparisons. If you took away the fourth quarter for Kyler, it was really similar. Um, my old boss at ESPN Radio even wrote in his there where Tua didn't step up. I guess he was one of the guys. I think apparently I didn't I didn't realize this. I heard this on on a podcast that some voters vote before championship weekend and some don't. I guess he was one that got to vote after and Tua didn't didn't impress him a ton and obviously got hurt against Georgia, but um, in that game and didn't step up. But yeah, yeah, I'm you know I I thought it, I, he just the I'm all tongues today. I thought Kyler just looked a lot better than Tua just in general. Okay. Uh, I know Tua obviously had the great playoff run. He didn't have to play fourth quarters because he'd been so good. Alabama was covering overs before halftime at times. Um, they're covering the spread before the first quarter ended, but still, I mean, Kyler looks, looks great. He has, he has good intangibles for college football. I think he's making the right decision going to baseball because he's so short. I just think he wouldn't last in the NFL and get probably pretty banged up. 
And the Oakland Athletics got themselves a great, great athlete on their hands. No, certainly agree there. I, I would say this too. I think I think the championship game hurt too a lot because Jalen Hurts came in against a great Georgia defense and won them the game. And this is the Heisman Trophy. You know, it's not the MVP. It's the best player in college football. But all of a sudden, you know, you if you take Kyler out of Oklahoma, are they even close? And my answer to you is no. They had to do what he had to do a lot more. He needed he basically had to be perfect every week. While two of really could good point. be perfect, Kyler had to be perfect because of that defense being so bad. Mm-hmm. But guess what? One of the two is going to get the last laugh, and we'll 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 talk about it. But one of the two will get the last laugh. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> we will have time to get cover that. Let's move on to the NFL, though. Week fifteen is what we have, and it's really sad to say week fifteen, man. I'm bummed that we're almost at the end of the regular season, but we get not only Thursday night football, but we also get Saturday football. We're getting to that point where we get four NFL days, and thankfully, as as much of as of most Thursday night football matchups. It's a great matchup on Thursday night, and Saturday has some awesome has some awesome yeah. ramifications as well. Well, it's I'm not just up a over great myself. matchup on Thursday. Oh, it is a next level matchup, and mm-hmm. it's by the way for everyone who has been all about the Chiefs as I have been, they've made me a believer. They've continued to later this season. This game is arguably you could argue this game is for the division. It is. And, and, oh, absolutely. The only positive to that being if the Chiefs lose against a really, really good Chargers team. By the way, the Chiefs have to play at the Seahawks next week. So theoretically, they could win this game and still be in trouble. Um, but it would be only positive is you get, you get to see another week of Mahomes if they don't get a bye. Um, yep. The Chargers, though, I think uh, it's not a lock whoever wins this because the Chargers go at the Chiefs this week and the Ravens and at Broncos. That's a hard finishing what? slate. But man, know, if the Chiefs win, they'd be two and zero against the Chargers, so they easily have head to head. They really have to. I think they have to go zero and two, and and they're playing they the Raiders two? the last week of the season. No, they I, might I think- they might seal it up though, Matt, because they'd be they'd be twelve and two, and the tra- and the Chargers would be ten and four. Oh no, 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 they would, to well, go. they would seal up the division. Yeah, yeah if they sure. win, the Chiefs the, win. Technically, they wouldn't seal up the conference because the Patriots. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, four. I see what you're saying now. And, and I they, see what you're yeah. but 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 to your point though, I, yes, being the number one seed and not having to go into Fo- go into Foxborough was very important. Um, but what's really important is the first round bye. Yeah, That's well, it's more important too because the Patriots have not been very good on the road at times. At times, I should cl- clear that up. But remember, a couple of years ago, they went to Denver, couldn't get it done in the AFC Championship there. That's it true. does matter if, if New England is at Foxborough or not. Oh, so, I, I definitely would agree. I definitely would agree with that. And you don't want to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead in December either. Uh, oh, in yeah. this case, with maybe January. But still, yeah. Now, I, I agree that – but once again, to me, the two teams playing on Thursday night, one will have a bye. Mm-hmm. And then will come the big debate of, well, the Chargers are 10-3. and three. They're second in the conference. Why don't they get a bye as well? We that's not a, we don't have enough time for that argument today. But interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the playoff implications for it: the Kansas City Chiefs clinched the division with a win and a first round bye. Right. If they win and New England loses on Sunday, they get a they get home field advantage. The Chargers on the flip side, if they win, they lock up the fifth seed at least. Uh, obviously, the division would still be up for grabs. Uh, but they also, if they don't, if they don't win, if Miami and either Pittsburgh or Baltimore loses, or both Kansas or um, 
Tennessee and Indianapolis and one of Pittsburgh, Baltimore or Miami lose, then they would lock it up. So they could, the chargers could still be in the playoffs by, by weekends end. Yeah. And I think everyone can pretty much agree that we're going to see both those teams in the postseason, which is why it's so fun. They're having this battle, if you will. Um, So yeah, great game Thursday. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, fantastic game. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how it would be possible. I guess if they're the five seed, then they would be they'd beat they'd have to beat the the four seed, and the three seed would have to win for them to play. Assuming the Chargers are the five and the Chiefs are the, I guess they'd have to win, and the six seed would have to win for them to play the Chiefs in the second round. But this could be an AFC Championship preview, if not. Oh, absolutely. Oh, of course. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. Um. And also, it's why that uh, while the Patriots are still pretty much a mortal lock for the playoffs, even though I know the Dolphins are close, it still hurts them with that miracle win by the Dolphins last week because suddenly they don't have the ability to. The first overall seed is probably definitely out of their grasp now, and they're and they're still battling now with the Texans pretty heavily for that buy that that second seed in the AFC because of their loss. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's interesting, right? The, the Texans who – they play the Eagles next week. They play – they play Dallas this week? They do. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, is it is, are them or the Colts who play Dallas this oh, week? Oh, the Colts play Dallas. Oh, they play the – oh, the Texans play the Jets this week. Yeah. Jets, Eagles, Jaguars. We oh, already went over how the no. Eagles are basically phoning it in at this point. The other two teams have been phoning it in for a couple weeks now. Right. It's I been, mean, yeah. and if the Texans could be twelve and four by the absolutely. by the season's end. And Ooh. that's definitely a concern that you got to have if you're the Patriots, which is why that loss hurts so much last week. Even yeah. though obviously it was a little fluky, Patriots finished with at the Steelers, who need the game so much more than the Patriots. Now they they finished with Bills and Jets, so you're theoretically thinking a, a, a two and one at worst finish. And there's definitely still in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. But but they're playing a desperate Steelers team this weekend um, in Pittsburgh. So yeah, let's are- talk about this game about the Steelers, this game, and the Steelers because I don't know what to think of the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore, Matt. Well, I think a couple things. I'm sure Le'Veon Bell is laughing somewhere a little bit, which is oh, a shame. absolutely um, has to be. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they've just been kind of this way all year. Um, they have. They looked. They looked great though. Basically, up until that Jaguars game that they still pulled out, but they looked really good. Yeah. The week before, they scored fifty-two points. They scored forty-one on the Falcons. I mean, yeah. I mean, now that doesn't look that great, but still. Yep. No, I, I think this past game was probably the worst. Uh, one of the worst losses they have to have had all year. I, I think, without a doubt. Obviously, the tie against the Browns still hurts. I think Roethlisberger is a little injured, as he normally is at this time around the year, because he takes a lot of those hits. Yep. They they don't have a ton of of run game in particular. By the way, uh, Samuels, their fill in, he was a tight end in college, kind of a really? kind of a move. I did not know that he was kind of a multi positional fullback, tight end, wide receiver, running back. So he oh. wasn't a pure running back. Now he slimmed down a ton. And he made the squad, but they really don't have a lot left right now. Um, and they really they struggle too with their middle linebackers in coverage and running in the run game as well. So they just have some injury issues. It's wild though because 
you watch their offensive weapons run around like Juju and Antonio Brown, and you're like, wow, how are they bad? How do they lose games? Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And by the way, they, they, honest to God, you mentioned this with the Browns, they go Patriots, and then they go visit the Saints. Yeah. And the season with the Bengals, but there's, uh, there's an obvious, to me, there's an obvious one and two finish. And, and I think yeah. that knocks them out of the playoffs. I think so, too. So let's look at the AFC North. I have said to you that I am getting – I have already put in the, the, my Eagles. I'm still root for them. I'm still going to you know, drink beers and watch every game and be excited. But I'm you know, already lowering my expectations for them. And I'm getting heavily emotion, emotionally invested in the Cleveland Browns. Oh, they're right there. The Browns are a game and a half right now behind the Steelers. Or, no, they're two games back. Excuse me. They're a game and a half behind the Ravens. They're two games back behind the Steelers. Let's look at the Browns first. The Browns schedule coming in Saturday night against the Broncos in Denver. So a tough game versus the Bengals. Very winnable. Then they finish at the Ravens. The Ravens on the flip side play the Bucks this weekend at home. Then they go to the Chargers. And then they face the Browns in the last week of the season. The Ravens, you figure, probably go one and one. If the Browns go two and oh, they're only a half game behind the Ravens. And that makes that game mean a lot. And mm-hmm. the Steelers would have to play the Bengals. Granted, it's the Bengals, but that makes week 17 in the AFC North so intriguing. And now they now they play all the games at the same time within your division, so you don't sit anybody and you actually have to play it. That makes that one o'clock slate at least for two games. Yeah, so important. Yep, I agree. So by the way, they need the Steelers to lose. Yes, they need the first and foremost. The Steelers need to lose because yes. they went oh one and one against them. Right. So Steelers lose, they they have a chance. Steelers win, they're in trouble. By the way, if yeah. the Steelers it effectively Colts, eliminates them. Yeah, the Steelers, the Colts, and the Titans all win this weekend. They are actually eliminated, by the way. Yep. That being said, I love it. I love the fact that they're playing somewhat meaningful football this late in the season. It's great for them. I actually like the I still I think the Ravens come out of this division somehow. And they're not I think so a, too. they're just not a team I'd want to face. Lamar yep. Jackson is interesting. Um because because Flacco sits, even though he's healthy, because there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of film on him, and he's young enough that he hasn't taken. He's like a very it's very Robert Griffin ish to me. Who, by the way, happens to be on that team. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> he's not beat up, right? He still has his body hasn't been smoked. Um, they could easily. By the way, they they had won last week against the Chiefs in what was an absolute incredible overtime game, I believe. Yeah, I'm overtime, right? they would be almost a lock. But if they can figure out a way to beat the Chargers, they're definitely a lock for the division, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to figure it, it would be really, really incredible if the Browns figured something out. But I agree with you. I think the Ravens got this got yeah. this down pat. Yeah, the well, division. the only problem the Ravens are going to run into is there's a ton of other teams that are there too. You know, the yeah. Colts, the Titans, the Dolphins are still hanging around with their miracle win at seven and six. The Chargers... Even the Broncos, although they're probably out. So there's a lot of teams that are still right there. 
uh, that could that could that could swipe spots. It's very close. This week's going to do a lot for the rest of the year. No, I totally agree. Um, I mean, this is going to be there's going to be a lot. The picture is going to be a lot clearer because there are teams that can clinch if they win. Uh, you know, for instance, the Bears over in the NFC they win they win the division if they beat the Packers. But yeah. Who knows with what Aaron Rodgers is doing now without Mike McCarthy? Is he just going to say fuck you to the Bears like he always does? Um, we can go back to Week One. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys win the win the division with a win. If the Bears lose, both the Saints and the Rams can clinch first round rise with wins. And the Seahawks, if they win, they're in the playoffs. It's yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a ton I, there. I will leave you with this: the Saints head to Carolina. If the Saints can beat the divisional opponent. They haven't played yet, by the way. They play them this week. They play them two weeks from now. That's insane. If they can, I know. If they can beat the Panthers, I, I think the Panthers are out. I think they're eliminated from the playoff discussion. At, at they'd be six and eight, and with a game, a, fa- a divisional game against the Falcons, and then a whole out on the road in the Saints to end the year. Now the Saints may have clinched by then, but they may still be fighting for number one overall potentially. So we don't know. So yeah, Carolina way, currently sits a half a game out, yep. but I don't That's think this week happened. would technically eliminate them, even if no the Vikings one. win. Yeah, but I just think between the Vikings and, and other teams, I, I just think a loss to the Saints at home will be too devastating for them to overcome. Yeah, it, it'll be pretty tough. I mean, and, and, there's and a lot of teams still in it. it. Eagles would be the same way if yeah. they lose, um, and I think it'll. Yeah, so we'll see. But by the way. I'd love to go back and listen to our podcast. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that I thought the Seahawks had the opportunity to be a playoff team this year. Love to dive I, back I, in. I believe that. So you got a lot of moxie up there in Seattle. That's a proud franchise that has done a really good job building that young defense from within and figuring out how to win on offense. Yeah. I'm going to leave it with this. I think the AFC is wide open in terms of who's in the hunt for the sixth seed. I think the six teams that are currently in the playoffs right now Seeding might be a different question, but I think these six teams are your playoff teams in the NFC. Gotcha. Yeah. I would I would side with you there. Yeah. I mean, Carolina is the only team that I think could do it, but they look terrible. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. It's been it's yeah. been a wild fall for them. An absolute wild fall. So, really tough so. look. Yeah. But that's gonna do it for us this week. It's a quick pod. I'm going to the Sixers game tonight. It's gonna be a, an interesting little battle because both Jimmy Butler and Mike Muscala out for can Corkmox starting. So hopefully they won and I don't sound like a, uh, you know, it might be funny if they lost to hear me being all optimistic, but you know, who knows? Um, Matty D anything else you got for me? No, I mean, this is, this is, we're coming down to the final stretch of the NFL and then the bowl season oh, yeah. will really start to pick up as we go through the next couple of weeks. So hell yeah. Keep an eye out for our bowl season group. By the way, I'm going to post that up on our on thunderblogsports.com. So join that. Yeah. Oh, beloved listeners. But that's going to do it for us, Matt. Thank you as always. No problem. No problem. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. And hey, go go Sixers tonight. Go Sixers. Go Flyers. Or honoring Scott Hartnell next week. I saw. Go this Phillies time. in winter meetings right now. Hopefully, by the time we next speak, they'll have a new right fielder that likes to hit home runs at Citizens Bank Park. But I think, Matt, that's going to do it with us. Hopefully, all of our optimism stays true. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Make sure to tell your friends. Have a good weekend, everybody. And go, Birds.